Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here. And today, I'm flying solo. I do not have my partner on the airways, Sarah Jones, alongside of me. As many of you know, she and her husband are moving about the country and taking in a once-in-a-lifetime experience uh, RVing across the country. So today I'm going to be flying solo, and in today's episode, we're going to do a Ask the Coaches version of the New Money Habits podcast, and that's where we address a listener's question. Now, in truth, this is a question that we get all the time. So I'm going to summarize the question because it's asked a number of different ways, but the central theme is around charitable giving, and specifically tithing. Now, I want to start the episode off with a couple of disclaimers or just a little bit of backstory before addressing the question specifically. Here at New Money Habits, we do not shy away from talking about money and how to manage your money well. And of course, that's going to include charitable giving and tithing. We don't typically get into heated debates about politics and and the alike, but I think it is important that our listeners know that like everybody else in the world who sees the world through a specific filter, the filter I choose to see the world through is through scripture. And so when it comes to um, a topic like tithing, I come, I, I, I address that topic from a Christian worldview. And that's not to say that um, I'm, I'm certainly not going to sit here and tell people what I think they ought to do. What I want this episode to be about is encouraging people to dig deeper to find the answers. So a little bit of backstory. In 2012, I started my new money habits. And by 2013, I was coaching uh, other people, individuals and couples uh, on their finances. And in the time that I started my new money habits and in between the time I started coaching people, I had considered a couple of different names for my financial coach, my financial coaching practice. One of the names that I considered was 624 financial coaching. Now I get that most people would not get that reference right away. But for me, as somebody who sees the world through a specific filter, 624 is a reference to the book of Matthew, which is a New Testament book in the Bible. And it's a reference to the sixth chapter and the 24th verse. And why is that important? Well, again, I'm giving a little bit of backstory as to the filter I see things through. And so 624 Financial Coaching would have focused on that verse. And that verse reads like this. Um, Actually, before I read the verse... A little bit of context. This verse is Jesus speaking. He's speaking to a crowd of people in which he's um, teaching them a number of different things. But then he has this to say about money. So in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, Jesus says, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. So one of the reasons why I wanted or even considered naming my financial coaching practice that is because I really wanted to help people 
to stop being enslaved to money, to break the chains of debt, and to really help them get control of their finances so that there would be one less thing that they were stressing about. And in actuality, back then, I was also thinking, if I could help people to kind of break these chains and to overcome that stress, well, then they'd stop working necessarily just for money, and they'd be able to start doing God's work, whatever that purpose they had for them is. Now, what does that have to do with charitable giving and tithing? Like I said, it's right now, it's just a little bit of backstory to help understand what filter I'm using when I'm providing guidance, encouragement, or advice. So one of the things that um, I did personally is uh, back in 2014, I did a deep dive into tithing and what does tithing mean and why do we tithe and what's the purpose and where do, where does it talk about tithing in the Bible and what does God have to say about it? And I really wanted to understand tithing. And so my first encouragement to anybody who has the question about whether or not I should be tithing, should I be tithing when I'm struggling to pay my other bills? Should I be giving a tenth of my income? I, my, I wouldn't answer any of those with yes, you should, or no, you shouldn't, or this is how much. I would say, really understand what it is that you're committing to. So for me, I wanted to really understand tithing and what it was. Now, I'll share a little bit of what I learned, but by no means is this a, an extensive understanding of what tithing is. But as I went through it, like I really dug in and I was able to locate the word tithe in the Bible on, in 37 different verses, uh, it showed up in 11 different books of the Bible and in 16 different chapters. So 11 books, 16 chapters, 37 verses. I found specifically just the word tithe. So it really helped me to kind of study what it was. And I, I did an extensive study. I looked at the New Living Translation, the King James Version, the New King James Version. I really wanted to understand what it was that we're talking about. And so for me, that exploration really opened my eyes to a couple of things. It opened my eyes to one, like, was tithing really a tenth? And yes, tithing means tenth. And so a tenth of what? Well, in the Old Testament, we're not talking about currency. We're talking about crops. We're talking about animals. So it was give a tenth of your crops. If you grew wheat and you harvest 100 bushels of wheat, well, then you might tithe, you might give uh, 10 bushels to whom? Who are we giving? You know, what are we giving? We're giving a tenth. To who are we giving it to? Well, in the Old Testament, it was all about giving it to um, the priests. Well, why did we give it to priests? What did the priests do with it? And this really took me on a journey. And again, I'm going to give a quick summary of it, but by no means is this a, an extensive account. But essentially, this is what happens. In the Old Testament, it was about giving crops and or livestock to the priests. The priest would then, it was actually the priests and um, I believe it was the Levites. Let me take a quick look at my notes. Yes, the Levites. So the Levites kind of ran the church and, and they, they made sure that... Uh, 
or the temple. So they made sure that the temple was taken care of and cleaned and whatever. But it was the Levites, so the people who kind of ran the church. So you brought it to the church and to the priests. The priests were allowed to keep a tenth of that tenth. So if you had 100 bushels of wheat and you gave 10 bushels of wheat, the priests kept one bushels of wheat and they gave the Levites, the other church members, the other nine bushels of wheat. So if you, you can kind of start to see, like, in a world where currency didn't exist, we were giving to those who were providing um, you know, the temple to, to us to feed them and to keep them, uh, basically to feed them. So let's look at modern day. Modern day, if you make $100 and you give 10, a tenth to the church, and if the priest can keep a dollar of that and give the other nine to the congregation, it's about to, it, it really boils down to feeding and taking care of one another. And so we have other social programs that do that in this day and age. But back then, this is how basically social programs, feeding those who needed to be fed, um, clothing those who needed to be clothed, this is how that happened. And so the church today, and remember the church is just a body of people. Yes, there are buildings, but the body of people typically will collect money in order to then turn around and use that pool of money to do other things in the community like feed the homeless, clothe the needy, that sort of thing. So that's kind of like what tithing is. So whether or not you should be is really a conversation between you and God. And other charitable giving, you know, I think it becomes a little bit easier. When, when you're giving to the American Red Cross or when you're giving to um, St. Jude's Children's Hospital or, or whatever, you're probably not typically giving 10% of your income and it's just a smaller percentage of your income and it, you know maybe it's $20, maybe it's $50, whatever the case may be. But I think that part's a little bit easier. I think the struggle becomes with this idea of tithing and giving 10% to a church. And I'll tell you, this is something I've struggled with. This is something that I have had seasons. I have had personal seasons where I write a check that is equal to 10% of my gross income to the church. That is not for me to boast and tell you, like, look how great I am. Because I've also had seasons where I don't do that. I've had seasons where instead of giving to the church, I might find other ways to take 10% of my income and give it throughout the community. There, That, again, I don't want to make this about me. I'm just trying to illustrate that even somebody who calls himself a disciple of Christ and sees the world through the lens and the filter of Scripture struggles with whether or not to write a church a check for 10% of my income. But I think, again, what I want to encourage people to, to really, the starting point is understand what it is you're committing to. So if tithing and giving 10% of your income is supposed to be a pool of money that then helps feed those who are hungry, clothe those in need, provide for the widows and the orphans, which would certainly extend out to single mothers or or um, parent or um, couples who maybe uh, somebody's serving the military and that person's on deployment and the other person who's who's held back maybe is struggling with paying the electric bill. And so 
it, it's the idea that if you're going to give this money to a church, that the church would then turn around and meet the needs of the community it serves, well, then that's a beautiful thing. And, and that, that that's certainly encouraging. I want to look at one other um, piece of scripture, uh, a verse in uh, the New Testament. This is found in the second book of Corinthians. It's in the ninth chapter, and it's the seventh verse. And it says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. And then it gives a quote from the book of Proverbs that says, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So let me read that back again. You must each decide in your own heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So that's exactly the reason why I'm not here today to tell you that I think you should be tithing or that there's no need to tithe. I'm not, I'm not here to answer whether you should or shouldn't. For each of you have to wrestle in your own heart, have a conversation with God, how much to give, where to give it, and don't give it reluctantly as, oh, this is a chore and I have to do this. And don't give it in, don't give in response to pressure because you feel like you must or somebody's telling you that you have to. The reason I had come on and wanted to talk about this is there, I, I came across a debate on social media the other day where people want to just ridicule one another for either giving 10% of their income to a church or they want to ridicule somebody for not uh, giving charitably. And I think at the end of the day, this is a decision that's incredibly personal. And that's what we talk about on each and every episode. On each and every episode of the New Money Habits podcast, we talk about how there is no cookie cutter approach. There, it's not a one size fits all. We love to meet our clients where they are in their financial journey. And then we like to help them de de develop a plan that is unique to them, that is customized to them, that they can actually follow. And sometimes that includes charitable giving. Sometimes that includes a full 10% tithe to a church. Sometimes it includes more than 10% tithe to the church and an additional offering. And sometimes it does not include charitable giving at all. It really depends on that person and their financial situation. Now, I think that money is a tool. And I think it's a tool that can magnify who we are. So, of course, I encourage people to give charitably. Of course, I encourage people to honor God in their giving. But whether or not that's 10% of your income and whether or not it goes to a church or another uh, charitable organization, or there have been seasons in my life that I take some money and I specifically have an account dedicated to, and I've titled it like on the bank website, God's gifts, so that I'm in a position to give generously, whether that's an extra tip or an extra big tip at um, a restaurant, whether that is around the holiday season going and finding um, people in need and trying to meet that need, whether they're looking uh, for gifts for their children and they just can't provide, or sometimes it's something as simple as they're looking for a Christmas tree and they can't afford one, so they're looking for a free one. So uh, we'll have some money set aside so that we can run down to the store 
I'd buy them a tree and, and deliver that tree. It, it's whatever. It, it, but God wants somebody who gives with a, with a, um, with a cheerful heart. And I give in those moments because I want to, not because I feel like I have to. And I'm certainly not coming on here to boast about it. That is not the point of this. This is not, look how good Nino is. That, that I use those as examples just to hopefully encourage. Um, so it, I, I apologize to anybody who, who wanted the answer, like, do I tithe? Do I not tithe? Is it 10%? Is it not 10%? Do I give it to a church? Do I give it somewhere else? I'm sorry I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money. I just want to encourage you to really start to engage with the process of what does Scripture have to say about tithing? Why do we tithe? Who do we tithe to? What is the purpose for that tithe? And then if you feel comfortable giving it to a church because the church is honoring those, those things like taking care of the community, then great. If you find that there's another way that you can meet the community's needs and it's not through the church, that's okay too. I just want to encourage you to start wrestling with the, 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 the idea. And I want to ask everybody to stop berating people for doing it or not doing it. If, no, you do not know somebody else's situation. And even when somebody says, look, maybe they raise their hand on social media and maybe they say, I'm struggling to pay my bills but I'm still giving 10% of my income to the church. Well, don't rate that person as being somehow not intelligent. They are, they are trying to follow their convictions and they are trying to honor God. And I believe wholeheartedly that God will honor them for honoring him. See, I'm the other filter that I look through is that God provides everything. Everything I have is because God gave it to me. The gifts, the talents that I have, I have because God gave them to me. And then if I can, if I can trade those talents for compensation for money, well, then God who gave me the talents gave me the ability to trade those talents for money. And so all provision, everything that I have is from God. And so to be able to take some of that and to use it to bless others in whatever way, that's God honoring to me. And that's why I do it. And that's why these people are doing it. Some might be responding to pressure and feeling like they have to. And to that, you know, if, if, but if they're still giving cheerfully, if they're like, like, I don't know, how I'm going to pay the electric bill, but I'm going to write this check to the church and they do it cheerfully. Well, then more power to them because God is certainly going to bless them for that commitment and for honoring him in that way. Um, and so I would just ask if, if you're on social media and you have an opposing opinion, whether you think you should be tithing or you think tithing is, is, nonsensical be kind to one another be kind to one another we're all just trying to figure this out we're all just trying to live our lives we're all trying to manage our money well and you cannot know everything that's going on in somebody's life 
to make some type of judgment call on whether they should or shouldn't be doing something. And with that, I will say to anybody looking for help in that particular area, uh, the coaches here at New Money Habits are available to uh, sit down and have a conversation. Uh, go to the show notes. You can schedule time with me or with Sarah or with any of the other New Money Habit coaches and, and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and find out what is right for you and your family in this season of your life. Because that's the other thing. These things are seasonal. I mentioned it earlier. I've had seasons where I, I tithed uh, week in and week out. And I've had other seasons where I don't give to the church and I find other ways uh, to provide um, to the community uh, in charitable ways. So I hope that brings some encouragement to uh, anybody listening who's just really wrestling with um, whether or not they should be tithing. Um, like I said, I'm not here to tell you you should or you shouldn't, but that to pave a path forward and, and provide a plan for determining what that looks like for you. And it really starts with really understand what you're doing. What is tithing? What's the purpose? Is the church that you are giving to satisfying that purpose? Um, are they taking care of the community? And um, and are you giving with a cheerful heart and not reluctantly and not out of pressure? That's going to do it for this episode of the New Money Habits podcast. Uh, it was fun being here. Uh, a little weird doing it solo. Um but I look forward to continuing the conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.